Brittany Ross, and I play the fiddle. I'm Catherine Blincham, and I play the pipe. And together, we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff. So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in. Are we good? I are think we... so. We're good. Oh, We're good. Yay. Well, welcome yay, to yay. yet another episode of Fiddle and Pipe. Uh, I am Brittany Ross, the only person here, and this is my podcast. So today I am talking about... Uh, oh, your Mark podcast. Manson, okay. <laughs> Dang. Oh, I guess I have to... I guess I have to introduce. Wow. If you were next to me right now with this scalding hot tea, girl, girl. Dang, Catherine, she's spicy. She can get to, you got to watch she's out. spilling that tea. I like that. <laughs> fire. I, I guess like I that to... fire sauce from Taco Bell and super spicy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I have to introduce my co-host, Catherine Blencham over in Denver, Ooh. drinking her warm peach tea. And my with warm a... peach pea. <laughs> and with us today, we have two guests, uh, Emily Crisp and Malachi Marshall of mm. Conversations. Hiya, hiya. How's it going? And they're also vocalists, How's so I guess mm-hmm. that's important to mention yeah. too. Yeah. La, 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 la. Dang singers. <laughs> now you know we're singers. <laughs> Wee. Wee. I did know a singer that, like, hummed all the time like when I worked with them at Mm -hmm. the coffee shop I used to work that every single day I saw them they would twirl around and sing all the time and I'm like I get it I get it like you're (laughs) you're a vocalist you're like like, shut up that sounds like half the people we went to (laughs) Kennesaw with I mean honestly (laughs) you're really not wrong though you're You're not not wrong you aren't because I also used to work at a coffee shop at one point and I used to work in the drive through or whatever. And I would sing to people through the drive through. Oh, no, no. That is oh, yeah. cute though. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I was having a good time. <laughs> I was like, also no. hopped up on caffeine and living my best life. Were you singing Everyone songs? loved it. Were you singing songs or just no, like their like, orders? Hey, good morning. Welcome to Starbucks. You know, like... <laughs> You have way more pep in the morning than I do because I know I serve coffee in the morning still like at my other job. And I'm like, I have to be awake and smile and be like, hello, welcome. Trust me, Catherine, that joy died very quickly. Died really quickly. <laughs> After I, the first cup of caffeine, you're like, no. Nope. Because there were mornings that mm-hmm. I didn't take any caffeine and I was just like, hey, good morning. What's your order? <laughs> Please go home. What do you want? Please make your coffee at home. (laughs) Go to McDonald's. But you know, on the occasion that like I started singing, people were like, oh, Emily had coffee today. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Been there. It it was the time, and that time has passed. (laughs) (laughs) We're reading a book, aren't we? Oh, yeah. We read a book. Yeah, we're yeah. reading, or I guess we hopefully finished reading Mark Manson's Everything is Fucked. Um, sure today, did. we're talking about chapters eight and nine. I don't know about y'all, but when I sat down to take notes of this, I have maybe a fourth of a page of a Word document on these two chapters. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised by that, in the very least. But no, I I listened to because it was kind of perfect timing. I listened to the audiobook 
And I listened to it on my way down to visit my sister for my nephew's birthday this last weekend. And it was like a good, like, you know, seven hour drive. So it was a perfect amount of time, but yeah, it, uh uh-huh. It, there there were lots of th- thoughts and I definitely was talking back to the audio book reader a lot <laughs> so like yeah sure I agree with that um I don't know and there were times that I argued with it so <laughs> yeah probably not what you expected on a drive like I'm going not on a at trip. all let me see what and- I can listen to I can say that even like going into this book, it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> not at no. all. No. Have either of you so. read his first book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? No, mm. but I've heard about it. And I think I actually own it <laughs> because I think my mom like bought it for me or something. <laughs> but no, I have not read it. Okay. So this Is was y'all's good? first adventure into <laughs> Mark Manson's Mark writing. Manson. Yeah, I literally have yeah. to look at his name on my book because I keep wanting to say Charles Manson or Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Emily just spit her drink out. <laughs> Three completely oh. different people. <laughs> oh no! Oh, wow! Oh no! A wild card. What, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, considering the way that he ended the book. I, I do wonder if Mark Manson got something going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, the end I of wonder this book too. Just took a wild left turn, and I was like, "Right, what is happening?" <laughs> right? Okay, I was having a moment where I was like, "Okay, literally," and I mean, I'll repeat it later. I thought literally, like our whole life was living, like we're living a whole lie. Like, does, is this even real anymore? Like, that's what I was like thinking at the very end of the book. And this was at 5 a.m. this morning. So this is how I started out my day, by the way. <laughs> like, is everything real? Okay, I gotta go like get ready to teach, I guess. And like I got ready and I was like, okay, let's You're like, kids, I don't know what the fuck the point is. Like, just pack up your instruments. I don't even fucking care at this point. <laughs> it was weird, yeah, like inception I mean, we, moment. We are in a simulation, right? Like, that's basically what it felt like uh, yes. reading or listening to the final chapter. I was like, oh, shit, it's a Twilight Zone episode now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I'm okay. D- his first book <laughs> is not like this. Like, no, his not, first book is more all. like, okay, this is really like how not to like the fuck. And like, it's like a typical know. self-help, like what mm. you would expect out of a self-help yeah. book. This was yeah. this not. Was not this was no, not that. this was not that. <clears throat> no. I know chapter nine is like really what we want to focus on. So we should probably breeze through chapter eight really fast yeah, and just, just say it. that it was there. So chapter existed. eight existed. It was called, <laughs> I'm talking about it in past tense. <laughs> it's called the feelings economy. And the whole premise of this mm-hmm. chapter is just that things in our society and things that we want are marketed towards our feelings and they are marketed towards either to distract us from pain or uncomfortable situations or whatever, or to quote unquote upgrade pain. His example was to choose something that's still inconvenient, but more tolerable or more desirable, like picking a vaccine instead of getting a disease. And dying from it or getting sick multiple times from it, you know. Which is funny because he wrote this like right before COVID started. So really, like, for real, <laughs> the odds. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Nice job, Mark, mm-hmm. for predicting the future. I guess. Um, and so. the whole ch- the whole chapter really just kind of the whole chapter was. I feel like 
30 pages of talking about that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How basically we like diversions and we want to run away from our own problems. It seemed like. Right. So. And he literally could have just wrote that and that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he takes it and spreads it over like, hold on. I got it right here. I'll yeah, tell you how many pages. About 30 pages. Too many goddamn pages. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, so life is crazy and I'm busy and I hate my life. So I read this today. like throughout the day yes Um, that is like some dedication i'm crazy so (laughs) yeah no chapter eight i was just like what's the point of this what is the point of i mean honestly throughout the whole thing like what's the point of the book like i wasn't getting it i don't i wasn't like understanding why he felt like he needed to write it how Mm -hmm. aren't you getting it he kept going back to again this hope thing Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like really the only like whole point of the book is like, okay, we live like there is no hope. So that's why we do what we do to like, you know, fulfill, I guess, our needs or our hope or whatever. But yeah, he did elongate it. I feel like into this whole book. And I'm like, what? Like, cause there's sometimes where like I look back and I'm like, what are we talking about? I feel like I should have ended at chapter seven. Chapter eight and nine just seem very Mm -hmm. and this. And this, right. it's like, and this, and this. Yeah, he has his main point, and then mm-hmm. he's like, "By the way, I'm gonna tack that on. I'm gonna tack this on." Yeah, there was a lot of rambling going right. on through that whole thing. Right. <laughs> yes. And I guess my my point is more of like, why did he feel like he needed to write this? Who does this help? Because it right. didn't help me in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Especially since it is marketed as a self help book, it's like I'm not. Mm-hmm sure what i was supposed to take away from this because what he's saying about hope and stuff and even like the i guess for lack of a better word like the thesis of this chapter how we are always constantly trying to avoid pain and we're basically not going to be better people unless we embrace pain and we become stronger by choosing limitations instead of just avoiding pain our whole lives i mean that's atomic habits right there yeah yeah like that's a whole different book. It's yeah. not a bad premise, but it's just done in this really weird roundabout way. And he's trying to like tie it into his mainframe narrative. And and mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I hear you on that because it also was like a common theme that I felt like he grossly like oversimplified a lot of the topics that he was touching on. Mm-hmm. And I agree, like he could have taken, you know, some of these subjects and be like, let me just dive into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was mm-hmm. just a lot of like this glossing <clears throat> over and just saying like, give up hope. And I got what he was trying to get from that. Like, I agree that to a certain extent, yeah, we do need to kind of embrace certain parts of pain in order for us to grow as human beings, as people, as adults, all that. But I also am like, well, there are also some pains that I don't think are necessary for us to you know, embrace. I think there are some pains that we can avoid so yeah. that we can le- live like fruitful lives, you know? Mm-hmm. I think his trajectory throughout this chapter was if we get hooked into distractions, if we avoid pain, then that's going to lead us to addiction and impulsive behavior. And that ties back to like the thinking brain and the feeling brain kind of stuff. But it yeah. just seemed very... Mm-hmm arbitrary i guess for mm-hmm. lack of a better word 
I don't know. I wish I had more to say about this chapter, but I'm kind of just like, <laughs> it, it's I not just, a bad idea. It's just, it was like 30 pages. Not, of, <clears throat> it was just, you could have said this in like 10 pages, not yeah. 30. This might be Fiddle and Pipe's shortest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, once we get into chapter nine, there's a lot to say. Let's get into I chapter did, nine. <laughs> I did think it was really funny, though, that like, and I'll just say this, and maybe it's just because like, I've been trying to watch the shit show on Google lately, but there was a quote that said, um, what was it? We wanted flying cars, except we get Twitter because like us as a society, instead of getting flying cars, we decided to add more to social media. And it's funny how Twitter is now like. A dumpster fire. Yeah. yeah and it's also owned by like Elon Musk. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's like which a garbage also, human. Which, the which he was also that. the irony of that in chapter nine, which I was just like, what the heck is going on? It's like the future is <laughs> unraveling in these two chapters, like kind of intertwining a little bit, just a little bit. And it's but. so weird too. Cause it was like, it was, cause he's a funny dude, right? Like he, he is like entertaining to listen to. I can say, or read, you know, does he like, read his own book? No, it was some other dude. Unfortunately, it would have been great, but maybe not. I don't know who's to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's funny. Like his vocabulary is funny. You know, I, I mm-hmm. love a good cussing person because, yeah, also a sailor. <laughs> I feel yeah. like sometimes though he throws it in just to be edgy, and it that just doesn't too. really make sense with the sentence. <laughs> Yeah, he does it to be edgy, and I think it's just more to, like, oh, yeah, like, I think my audience likes it when I say fuck, so let me just add it in here to, mm-hmm. you know, get their attention in case maybe they're losing, like. That's the problem. Is they're that losing he's not focus. As, like, tasteful or, about it. He's or just whenever like, he's, he's, like, on his soapbox about something, he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna fucking say it. It's like, dude, I'm, like, 200 pages into your book. I'm obviously yeah, like, on board with what you're saying. <laughs> We get it. I'm at least on the ride. I mean, yeah, it's all good. That is truly how I felt like listening to his book, though, is that there are moments where I did get lost in what he was talking about. I'm like, what were we, what, <laughs> like, where are mm-hmm. we going with this? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I felt with like the middle section that was very suddenly philosophy heavy. It's like all this stuff is very really interesting, but wait, what are we talking about? Yeah, that's about like, Nietzsche <laughs> and Kant's, and I really appreciated like the story about. Like some of the stuff that he brought in, like the external contextual things, I'm like, oh, I want to learn more about that. I want to read some of their stuff. There were some really interesting stories. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love the Elliot story and the whole conversation about the feeling versus thinking brain stuff. Like that was, I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can get on board with this. But some of the other stuff just felt like it, it was just too simple. It was just like this. I get you're trying to make a point with a single scenario, but there's just so many different things and so many different types of people. And I don't know. I'm sure you guys noticed like the amount of notes, I guess, like the work cited at the very end of the book. And it's like, it feels like he literally is like writing a dissertation of some sort. And he has like all these sources. And I think it's why it's like, I feel like this is why it's like that. Like, it feels like it's more of a dissertation. Are you trying to be like philosophical or something like that? But he's not, he's not a psychologist. He's, he's like a blogger, a relationship that blogger. Was my point. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like, I was I truly Unless, thinking like, who is this guy? Because especially with the statistics that he pulled, yeah. I don't 
believe some of them. Like I need to go in and look at some of it. I don't think some of the statistics he has in there are actually true. Basically, like it felt very gaslighty. I'm not gonna lie. Where he's like, oh, the time that we live in now is like the best like time that we've ever been, right? As a human race, whatever. This is the easiest time. But I'm like, there's still all kinds of horrible, horrible things that are happening to people. (laughs) But things haven't changed that much, my guy. Like, (laughs) Mm -mm. no. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to look at it because I didn't have the physical book. So I'd have to look and see what. Oh, the very (laughs) end. It's like, it's pretty thick. Like the worst cited. I'm like, Malachi is showing me right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I read the Goodreads that I was like one. 220 pages into the book. And I was like, oh, you're 70% of the way through. And I'm like, no, Three. there's 13 more pages. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But wow. yeah, it seems like a dissertation. Oh. What if he was mm-hmm. secretly like it, getting his doctorate in something? And he's like, this <laughs> and this book. Like, just, just going to call my publisher. He pulled from himself. I just saw one from the subtle art of not giving a fuck. It's, it's oh, did in- he? In the list of them, and I was just like, "Oh "Oh." my lord!" Okay, sure. He cited himself. Uh huh. I mean, I'm not gonna (laughs) shit on a well-researched book. I do, I do like that it's researched. I like that there's work cited. I like that he backs the facts that he says. But I just don't know how much of it is relevant to the point that he's trying to make. Because like I finished that, that finished this book, and we can talk about this more at the end when we talk about what our thoughts and feelings are about the book, but. I'm kind of like, I guess, circling back to what we said at the beginning. I'm not sure what I was supposed to get from this. Mm-hmm. Like, was it a bad book? No. Was it a bad read? No. But what was the end result? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. That was my whole issue. <laughs> the end result was. The end result field. was. <laughs> okay, the end result was the new religion. Chapter nine. Chapter nine. The new religion. <laughs> this is. God. So what we was just this? We just talked about like the feelings economy <laughs> and how basically uh, capitalism and the market really preys on us and how that fuels into our addictions and how we can help true, be better people and yada yada. And then we have, well, AI is going to take over the world. But literally, like we're going to live in a modern day possible Terminator, Terminator, who knows? Like, who knows? I mean- not gonna lie, I was actually I was drawn in by the way he started the ch- the chapter nine because I actually watched a, di- a documentary about Deep Blue. Um, so I was like in Blue? the know. It's the the, um, the, the chess, software. chess, yeah, the chess software. Oh, what they talk um, about here, gotcha. Okay, and how it's kind of like evolved into um, Alpha Zero. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting. But the way that he went about it and the way that he was also kind of like, because it felt very satirical because he's like, I'm ready to pray and, you know, give myself to our AI overlords and all that, basically making this point that maybe it'll be better. Maybe we'll live better lives as better people if our machines rule us and, you know, we'll try to wear things to make the algorithm be in our favor, which by the way, is what we already do. Hashtag trends, duh. And <laughs> True. and like, and I'm like, listen, guy, have you not seen any of like science fiction horror films before? Have you not watched Westworld? 
Like <laughs> for real. We know how this goes already. Okay. It's not gonna be good. <laughs> well, actually, what are y'all's thoughts on technology and AI taking over? And is that good or bad? And et cetera, et cetera. I'm gonna say I'm a no-go. I may already have an illusion that I control my whole life. And if that's the case, then great. I love the fact that I (laughs) am living in an all natural kind of lifestyle. But if that ever does happen in my lifetime where I become aware that I am being ruled by AI, that's going to suck and everything's going to feel like a lie. And then my whole fabric of reality is going to break down and I will probably be much like the rest of human race that will probably have that realization, get very depressed and freak out and either revolt and like go crazy, have a revolution or just get really depressy. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't say that I'm for it, but I'm also of a generation where my dad, like, like I watched the Terminator movies, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like have this whole like, like cultural context to it too. So I don't know. I don't think I will enjoy having AI overlords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Malachi, what are your thoughts? I'm good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want any of that. that no AI. Sounds, no AI, like overlords. I was literally talking about it in the car because I was reading the last chapter in the car and I was just like, first of all, where did this come from? Was this the whole point of the book? Was it all leading to this? Oh God. But like, no, the, the, the idea of that is just like, like if we said, I like the idea of that, like I control my life. Of course, if you kind of went like, if this is all a lie, like if we get to a point where AI like takes over, I'm definitely going to be a part of the people that revolt because like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I don't know what, I don't know what that means. I'm not, mm -mm, no, there's nothing you could tell me or sell me to be like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. No, I'm good. Because I mean, I'm sure there's like, to a certain extent, AI is to be helpful for the human Mm. race, right? Supposedly. Other than playing chess, what does AI do? Like AI is other than any kind of algorithms? artificial intelligence. No. So that's all the yeah. algorithms you use on social social media. That's that's all like the why apps you use that's, that's all why like if when he was cars. like talking about like the whole like when I talk about that trip to Peru that one time and then I see like six weeks of advertisements yes. to Peru. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Like your phone's listening like, to you and targeting ads on your stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because even there like Tesla's a... are AI, like aren't those AI? Yes. Yes. Anything that has yeah. any kind of like self-driving cars and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of like monitoring anything. So think of like yeah. Apple Watch, how much stuff like that can do. Even you can argue that coffee pots that you set the time for it to turn on that's artificial intelligence i'm scared wow. so that makes I mean, me think to, of my like cat feeders that i have yeah like oh, yeah. Oh, if you yeah, really yeah. think about it the extent oh. that we depend on technology is wild yeah mm-hmm. i'm it, all for having true. a cozier life like self-driving cars if you look at the studies in self-driving cars they are statistically better drivers than we are I would hope so. <laughs> I really would hope so. I yeah. would hope so. Have you guys ever like, wait, so. I remember I was in a Tesla and the guy like that I was with in the Tesla, like just turned on his computer to like drive and it freaked me out the entire time. I was like, 
holding on to the oh shit bar like <laughs> in case <laughs> just in case mm-hmm. I need to get the fuck out have you ever been in like a car that has like I don't think it's the same thing but recently Peter and I like we had rented a car in Colorado and they had like the sensors where it can sense the lines on the like road cruise, mm-hmm. uh, yeah cruise that's thing. the one like the and, new it, brand is it what is it called yeah it's like a Kia something like it was a well, new David's brand Acura Kia. has that it's like oh, oh, lane drifting sensors so that's it'll like one. beep at you if you mm-hmm drift out of Mm -hmm. your lane well the new kias don't do that because what happens is while you're driving if you like start like you know if you bob and weave or whatever you start getting close to the lane the wheel tenses like it's like the car is taking over like the wheel is (laughs) tensing up i would be freaked out shit out of me (laughs) (laughs) no what's happening i'd be a little freaked out to be honest i probably wreck like i probably I was like, we got to turn this shit off. <laughs> Where's the button? <laughs> I don't know. If we can make things more efficient and safer and more convenient, I'm like, why not do the thing? But there's That's a point. me personally. That's a point. <clears throat> there's, a, there's, yeah. a, there's a line that cannot be crossed. Well, not I mean, yeah. you also need to think when he's talking about our, you know, artificial intelligence, technological overlords, I don't think he's necessarily implying that we're going to be like slaves to robots. I kind of don't think that's what he's saying. I just think that. I think he is, oh, actually. no, girl. He was, is. The way that he was saying it made it seem like we were going to be the puppets of the AI overlords and yeah, basically praying to them. Yeah. I mean, we we're going to be their puppets. We already are. You this literally extent, can't yeah. go anywhere online without leaving a digital footprint. Amazon knows exactly what I need and when I need it. But hopefully you have like some kind of restraint. Like, for example, I can only speak for myself, but like there was a point where I was like, social media is a bunch of bullshit and I'm sick and tired of wasting all my life and my time and whatever on it. So I essentially like deleted my Facebook for a good while until I brought it back to like start selling things on the marketplace just to get rid of stuff. But like, I got rid of my Facebook. Like I occasionally go on to Instagram, but I don't post. Like I'm not like super active and like, you know, following people or anything like that. I don't go on TikTok because I know it's going to consume me. Like I feel like there's a certain certain like extent where you know that you're like, okay, my codependency on this is too much and I need to take a step back. But that like maybe requires the whole, maybe that's the point that Mark is trying to make is that you have to have a little bit of pain in order to be like, I can separate from this now. I think it also depends because for example, like I use, I know I have no self-control, but I use the (laughs) settings on the iPhone to limit the, how much time I can spend on social media apps. That's good. Yeah. Even Instagram has like a timer to limit myself. Yeah. Even like Instagram has like a timer or something that says like, if you want to like use up to 30 minutes of social media on your profile and like once you get past 30 minutes it'll tell you and then you can oh, like wow. x out or if you want to keep mm. going you can keep going but yeah i do the same thing now where it's like i time certain uses so that way i can get away from my phone because i there are times where i'm highly dependent on my phone and i'm always on social media or the internet or something and i'm like what's going on but I can see what you mean, Emily, like taking a break and like stepping back and making that sacrifice. Cause I think it's so easy nowadays 
for, especially maybe for younger, like, you know, younger adults and kids now that kids are, you know, they're getting phone. I I see like fourth graders with phones and I'm like, what the heck? And they're like, I'm going on my Facebook or my TikTok. And I'm like, you're nine. What are you doing? But that's like exciting to them because they want to connect. They want to be in the world, I guess, because that's the world now, it seems like. My own nephew. My own nephew at age two, he just turned two, technically has his own phone already. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it's weird. wild. And Is it's it a flip phone? No. Does he have like an iPad? It's not. It's an old iPhone that they have that like still has like internet and stuff so that he can go on and watch like baby YouTube. So there's like certain restrictions on it because the problem is, is that my little baby nephew loves to steal phones out of people's hands because he likes to talk to his like mommy and daddy or, you know, his grandparents who call. So like anytime I see my sister, like she answers the phone and he's like, daddy, daddy, you know, and wants to talk on the phone. This boy knows how to hang up. He knows how to do it all. And he accidentally locked my sister out of her phone and like erased everything. Oh. So just with him playing on her phone like because he just snagged it you know by all those photos is gonna like know an iphone back and forth by like age three and i'm like and i can't say that like me personally i'm not for it <laughs> but you know like there and i can only imagine like how many other like kids are out there playing with phones like my little nephew is mm. so yeah i mean yeah we have like we as a species have a huge you know codependence on our technology that's what helps you know julian calm down certain situations because he's he's really like (laughs) it can be really intense and really needy but i guess that's a baby for you right but of course like the easiest thing to do is to be like here's a little video to watch on the phone and so mom can go use the restroom literally (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so crazy how much time has changed like compared to like when we were probably like really little because at that time I remember a big thing was television being like (laughs) the bad thing for kids Mm -hmm. and like that was going to take control of our lives they weren't wrong I mean they're not wrong because when I ended up getting cable and more than 22 (laughs) channels at a certain point in my childhood I was totally on Nickelodeon (laughs) and the weather channel Goodbye, outdoor time and sun. <laughs> Hello. Goodbye, sun. Amanda Bynes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. I just wanted to watch all those shows. So, like, yeah. But, like, it's it's different because, like, now it just seems, I mean, like, TV, I feel like I still get sucked into, like, watching, like, right now. If I have a day off, I'm going to binge watch Grey's Anatomy. Like, I'm not going to yeah, do much. But, sure. like. It's interesting to see how like that was so big back then. And now it's like technology has shifted and it's just grown into more. So it's more than just TV. It's like everything. Yeah. Streaming. I mean, like now basically... it's so much easy to access. It's easy have, to like, access all this stuff. We're yeah. You can watch like, like live streams computers. on your TV and your laptop at the same time on YouTube if you wanted to. Yeah. Or if you wanted to go Twitch, you can do it on your TV or your iPad or your Apple Watch if you have one. I don't have to watch um, commercials anymore. I can literally just pick stuff that <laughs> I want to watch, sit and watch Bob's Burgers all day. And nothing was really so nice. that plan. No it's commercial so nice, breaks. <laughs> like, no commercials. Uh, for commercials? Oh, my God. Commercials. Who has time no. to do any of 
what y'all were talking about. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. But well, I'm saying, Malachi I'm, cannot be in this. <laughs> no, it's, it's just funny. No, I'm like listening and I'm like, you know, I'm lucky. I've not had the like social media problem where I'm like on social media all the time. I have TikTok. I do not get on it because I know, like you, you said, because I know once I get on there and it like the algorithm is like, it's oh, deadly. this is what, t- this is what it's Malachi likes. Like, good. oh, I'm going to be mm-hmm. sitting there scrolling for hours and hours and hours, like, and just you know, withering away. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Cause they literally have moments in TikTok where they're like, did you take a drink? Did you have water yet? Like, <laughs> oh my God. It's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. See, I refuse Sorry. to get TikTok. I know yeah, no. I'm not the target demographic. So yeah. I have I'm a limit. I go through TikTok and then I'm like 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm done. I got to yeah. go somewhere else. Like no. it's fun, but mm-hmm. yeah. Gen Z can have it. Right. No. I mean, I literally have it just so my friend can send me videos and I'll look at those maybe. And then that's it. <laughs> maybe. Some of those maybe. videos though are weird. Some of the lives though, like some of the lives, cause sometimes you'll scroll through like people's old videos and then you'll go through like in, scroll into a live. And it'll be like somebody like picking up eggs from a bowl of mm-hmm. strawberries and they're like just taking it out or something like that. Something <laughs> stupid like that. And yeah, I'm like, exactly. what is going on? But apparently people love it. Like I yeah. get it. Like if I were in middle school and I had TikTok, I wouldn't be a flutist. I'll just say that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been a flutist if I had TikTok <laughs> back in 2005. Right. God. Could you imagine? No, I know. It's a crazy thought. And that's why it's like, okay, it's up to us to be able to find those limitations, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we can create all these beautiful, wonderful things, you know, that assist us and take our pain away, so to speak, you know, but where's the limits? Where do we draw the line? Because the limit does not exist. That's the problem is that we're just like, let's just go ham guys. Right. And because the sky's limit, break the ceiling. Like let's be the people to have flying cars. I want a flying car. I mean, I'm right. so down for flying cars. That would be sick. Right. I, but we had, we we could have a self-driving car. cars before that. Could you imagine everyone flying their own car? There'd be so many deaths. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. We need to do oh, the yeah. self-driving car thing first. <laughs> Yeah, like, right. there's let's a, get through that first. But there's yeah, a no. reason why we're doing what we're doing. Right. No, when I was in seventh grade, we had a project in math where we had to like come up with a whole budget and whatever. And like we came up with a product, and my product with my friends was the all-terrain car. So basically, it was a car that could be a boat, a submarine, and a plane. That's it. That's like really good idea. All terrain. Yeah. So like all, all terrain. It can go on all terrain. Yeah. Is, is the sky a terrain? Yes, <laughs> it can be. If, <laughs> if, I think if it you is. Want you it to be. If you're a pilot, it's your terrain. <laughs> See. Yeah. Like I feel like we're using this word incorrectly, but I'll go along <laughs> with it. <laughs> I was in seventh grade. I didn't care. I was like, I'm going for it. So yeah. I mean, no. literally, you could travel anytime, anywhere, like. You, you don't have Paris? to worry about. Yeah, just exactly. go. Just, just go. go. Exactly. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. <laughs> what about you? What about you guys? Did, you, did we talk about the your thoughts on AI yet? <laughs>
I don't think I, mean, I, mean, I kind of have already ready. gave mine. They're, they're I was pretty like, much out I'm, there. I'm okay with it. I, I trust scared. cars to drive better than me. I trust Google to navigate better than me. <laughs> I trust Coffee Mate or whoever, Mr. Coffee, to make my coffee at the certain time. I don't trust myself. I don't even know if I can get up at the right time. And technology, <laughs> I trust my phone to limit myself. I do you trust wrote like do you, would you trust ai to do surgery on you if it was better it had better results and peer-reviewed studies <laughs> better stuff than people like i don't know it's probably eventually gonna have a higher success rate why would you not do yeah it? but well the question is right is like how much does ai have like a feeling and thinking brain right and maybe it's more of like the feeling brain of an ai that's isn't, probably the concern, right? So isn't that what kind of Mark talked about with his whole allusion to like Deep Blue and Alpha Zero, the chess programming stuff, was that mm-hmm. you kind of had to program a feeling brain so that way they could make value judgments based on like which chess moves to play? Exactly. But then mm-hmm. how like what how far can it like go until it's mm-hmm. how can it still be human? You know, or can it still understand a human if an AI starts creating AI? You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't need to be a human to do open heart surgery. Maybe it does. I don't know. Because like, let's say, you know, let's say you're having surgery, right? It's happening. This AI thing is doing it. And it decides that, you know what? It ain't going well. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) And We're gonna then stop. it's just like, and this is, yeah, no. Death. It's just like, and terminate surgery, terminate person, we're good. Because that was the best course of action. Yeah, like, wasn't willing. I'm just saying, like, to whereas a human would try. I mean, to I, save guess, a life. I guess that's always the, the stipulation, right? But I feel right. like that's always feeding into the what if mentality, which feels very heavily into anxiety mindset. So... I don't think I'm going to worry too much about hypothetical what ifs until they become relevant. I didn't have to think about this, like hypothetical what if until I read this chapter. I was fine (laughs) until I read this chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Because you could also use the same example with a person doctor, right? What's a person? A surgeon? (laughs) A person doctor. A person doctor. (laughs) If they were doing, let's say they were having an off day or they weren't focused or they were hungover or they were working for 36 hours straight, which a lot of doctors and surgeons do. Am I going to trust that surgeon who's sleep deprived and hungry and maybe has home stress to operate on me just as much or like more a than a robot? Surgeon. Yeah, you can always request a different surgeon. It's on Grey's Anatomy. But I'm under. How am I supposed to know who I'm getting? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously beforehand you would, you know, Talk to, talk to them and yeah hopefully right i'm yeah. sure you would talk to them and be like okay all right guy don't fuck me up like but guy the thing or is, exactly. is you know when you talk to the they, surgeon that's normally not the day of your surgery so i think who they, they would wouldn't they talk to you before you go under though wouldn't they do they i don't know i haven't i'd, I'd, imagine. So. I'd imagine so i don't know i'm gonna I'm find a surgeon at work I'm pretty walk, sure, like, walk into surgery and be like, "Hey, I have questions." Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, answers. the surgeon comes in and they're just like, "How are you doing today? Like, how's everything going? How are we We're feeling." You follow yeah. the pre-procedural, you know, things I told you. Did you eat? 
before this. Mm-hmm. You did. We can't do it. You got to get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> I guess okay, like so an maybe AI can probably do the same thing, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like if something that's created by human beings, it's bound to, you know, not be perfect as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like it's funny because as a species, we fear change, but we are constantly changing and accelerating mm-hmm. technology. Mm-hmm. So new things are always going to seem scary. Like I was actually just thinking about this today. The problems that we have today are not the same things that like our grandparents have. No, oh, totally okay, not. No. So they're totally different. I imagine mm-hmm. what's going to be in, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have similar problems. Like I feel, you know, anger and sadness and anxiety, just like I'm sure my grandparents did, but I have to worry to like, make sure the parts of my car are working. I have spare income to make sure like my animals are okay. I don't know if my grandparents had these same concerns. Probably not. I mean, mm. you know, because also things were just like, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's the same place, but different problems, <laughs> same, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. function, same, you know, species, <laughs> just different problems because it's a different time yeah, yeah same world well basically so. he like reiterated it too like the more that we like advance technology the more new problems we like create mm-hmm. um or that yeah. are created and I mean he said it again like earlier in the book I don't remember what chapter it was because it was somewhere but uh, <laughs> thanks Catherine for that insight. I know <laughs> I just remember I was like didn't we read about this wasn't this mentioned but he like reiterates it again for like a page and i'm like i get it dude we create mm-hmm. more problems as we uh solve previous problems and create better things for ourselves i get it like mm-hmm. yeah but also in the first chapter he's like you bunch of pansies <laughs> basically <laughs> i was like fuck off <laughs> He is really into science. Like he had that whole section, like how he was like in love with science. And now he's like, AI is the future. And I'm like, yeah. you are just science boy right there. Science boy. That's true. Cause he was all about like emo Newton. Yeah. That was yeah. interesting. That was an interesting take. <laughs> Very I was interesting like, take. All right. Um, I was maybe. so, I was so like spaced out when I was reading that section that for a second, I was like, wait a minute, is this a real thing that he created? Like, I was like, I, I spaced out while reading it. Cause like there was, it was, that chapter was so long. And I just remember yeah. being like, this is so much information. What are we talking about? Wait, is this whole law of emotion thing a real thing? And I'm like, no, it's not. No, Catherine, just... totally made up. Totally that's, made uh... up. <laughs> that's honestly kind of how I felt with these last two chapters, especially the last one, because it was just talking yeah. about is AI going to take over and like what are the pros what and cons if? of that? And then I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, skim, skim, <laughs> skim. <laughs> Should we break this book? Because it seems like we all yeah. have the same kind of opinion. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, so on a scale of one to 10, we rate the books, I guess, that we read. What would you give the book and why? I give it a three. (gasps) That's what I was going to give it. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I feel kind of bad giving it a three because it just, I don't feel like it was geared towards me at all. So I didn't like, I couldn't relate to it. And it's supposed to be help, self-help. And it was not help. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like a savage. It was not helpful at all. My three comes from like a place of like kind of the structure and the way it was written. I expected, I don't know, something more like while it, the title was Everything is Fucked, I expected something a bit more intellectual and like in the sense of like the way it was written even and like the structure is just kind of eh. And he was rambled a, a lot, as you, as Emily said. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, this is fine, I guess. So that's why three. I can see that. Fair. Usually with, you know, if I'm going to read a self-help book or something like, particularly with this, especially with someone who's going to start cursing and trying to be intellectual, I, I want it to be clever. And I think he definitely had some moments where I was like, oh yeah, this, I actually wholeheartedly agree, you know, but a majority of the book, I was like, but what about this? But what about this? You know, there were just a lot of other things that me not being a journalist or a scientist or anything, I'm just a normal run-of-the-mill gal that was like, but there are so many different things that he could have incorporated into this. Sure, it would have made it much longer and he probably would have made it exponentially longer for no reason. But, you know, I mean, there was just so much that I felt that could have been taken into consideration or that he could have dug deeper. If I read something like this, I'll like take something with me, right? Like something really big will stick out. And I'm like, yeah, this is something great. This is something that's useful to me that I can, you know, carry with me, but nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> stuck with me. Um, except for maybe the part about thinking about, you know, the, the feeling versus thinking brain and the story about Elliot, that was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe like wanting to read up more on Kant's and Nietzsche, Nietzsche, right? I think that's how it's pronounced. So. It's not Nietzsche. <laughs> Yo, wait till the episode that drops tomorrow drops. Oh, is this what we're talking about? That okay? It hasn't dropped yet. Catherine had a thing. I literally was sitting there, and in my head, I'm thinking Nietzsche (laughs) in that inflection and everything. And uh, I don't know why it makes me think of like nitro, like nitro cold brew. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. There were some interesting like contextual stuff, like his research. I felt like the things that he pulled from could have been interesting, but also I questioned like his statistics. So I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, that's why I give it a three. It's something that I, I really did kind of get my hopes up for. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> it really kind of fell flat. And I was like, what, what the hell is this? What is this book? And listening to it, it was interesting because actually Malachi, you brought this up earlier when we were kind of discussing it a little bit in the car, that it's kind of as if it should be like a YouTube. Oh yeah, I did say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you expound upon that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Like I said, I was reading in the car and I was like, literally like I imagine, I don't know what this person looks like at all. Um, but I imagine just a white guy, some white man, some white dude, yeah, some yeah. white dude, like literally saying, like speaking this out word for word verbatim on a YouTube channel. But like, mm. and it just goes on forever. <laughs> like, there is like episode after episode and whatnot, video after Honestly, video of literally this stuff. Based on his social media, like Mark Manson's like Instagram profile, like literally 
all it is are like mostly reels and he's just talking. That's yep, it. That's, that's all tracks. he does. Like that's he could tracks. easily do that. Most of the time it's like bullet points from his like books. And I'm like, so you pegged him. <laughs> you pegged this guy. Like <laughs> easily. He could do it. He could yeah, make a YouTube so funny. episode of this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what like this whole book felt like. It was just mm-hmm. like an episode about him going on some rant. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not that's lie. basically how his social media is. If you ever yes. follow him or see his profile on Instagram, at least I, I found that he had a TikTok, but I haven't looked at it, but yeah, on Instagram, that's all it is. It's just like him talking rants, even on the posts where it's like picture posts It's the same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Wow. So. I don't know. I mean, I feel like his argument about like not having hope, I can't really remember all of it, unfortunately. <laughs> I feel like there are there are some truths in it that I can agree with. That I feel right. like there are certain hopes that we maybe as like a social construct, right, have created that we feel like we need to have in order to obtain happiness have become toxic to us. So I feel mm-hmm. like he has made some like occasional really good points throughout the book but as a whole <laughs> I, can't, I can't I just I can't rate it any higher I get that yeah. I guess also is there anything that y'all would recommend to read instead of or in addition to yeah actually I don't know if you guys have read this book or have discussed it. it's kind of an older book it's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert oh really good book I think yeah. I bought it. Oh, did you? Second well, I interest? highly suggest it. It's really good for artists. I think you guys would actually really enjoy it because it's essentially just about Elizabeth Gilbert. She came out with um, Eat, Love, Pray. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I Eat, saying Pray, right? Love. Eat, Pray, Love. Shit, Eat, sorry, Love, Pray. <laughs> Eat, Love, Pray. I just made me really want to go to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so she had like this big, huge success, right? With this book. And then it was kind of like, oh shit, what now? You know, like, it's like, she already peaked, now what? And so she makes, she wrote this book called Big Magic. That's kind of about that process and her exploring that. And it is kind of like a self-help, but it's really interesting because it kind of touches on the creative side of you. And a little bit more than that, because it's also about your feeling self and your thinking brain and all that. So I feel like there are a lot of things in there that I feel would be maybe a little better (laughs) (laughs) Um, just described. And it it just felt like whenever I was reading her book, I think that's how I know if I'm listening or reading a good book, if I start talking to it. (laughs) or it feels conversational which might be totally psychotic but for me it's soothing that's pretty normal for you great (laughs) I mean for (laughs) me right but I don't know about you other people out there (laughs) yeah I did just buy that book so it's kind of good to know so I just yeah I mean I read it while I was um pursuing my master's it was actually suggested to me from one of my teachers in my master's program and yeah it really kind of helped me in my process Hmm. So nice. nice. That's what I would suggest. I wish I read more. That's pretty <laughs> much what I have to say. Most of the stuff I read is like, I'm a huge Avatar The Last Airbender fan. So Ew. like anything related to that is normally what I'm about. Like right now I'm reading, was it The Rise of Yang Chen? I think. Ooh. I think mm. it's the newest one. So they like started with, 
the shadow of Kyoshi and, and whatnot in that those two books. They have another book. I cannot remember the title. It might be The Rise of Kyoshi as well. That sounds, yeah. So I didn't but, even know um, there was a book series. Yeah. So they so they have obviously they have the TV series, then they have the comics that kind of go into detail about other things, like what happens after the TV series. And then they have books about the past avatars, which is Kyoshi and Yang Chen, because no one cares mm. about Kurok. That's a whole episode in and of itself. Anyways, so, but yeah, I, I usually read stuff like that. So those are good and I recommend that, but I don't know if that's, you know, what y'all, what y'all do on here. <laughs> right? That's not self-help at all. It's self-help for you. Self-indulgence maybe, yeah. but like, it's, yeah. It's as Mark would say, a distraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to be so, fair, yeah. I read um, my Outlander book last night by choice <gasps> more than reading this book. So I'm okay oh. with it. Oh my gosh, Outlander. Hey, uh, oh my gosh. I love I'm it. I haven't read book the books, number- but oh I've, God. Read, I've, I've seen all the, the series. My mom loves that. It's so good. The books are so long. I can They're imagine. so long. Oh, how so is that smut, though? I bet it's so good. <laughs> it's better than cool. Fifty Shades of Grey. Let's just oh, be honest. Oh. I mean, yeah. Jamie, mm, delicious. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Do you want to should go I, first, Catherine? Or do you want me yeah. to go first? I was like, should I should I say my reading? Well, I gave this a five because it's just there. There was some good, there was some interesting points that I liked about it. Like I did like some certain things, like it made me think about like what is my God value? And oh, okay, if I want to have or hope for a better future or hope for, you know, not to be stressed, then I need to create that change. Like what's causing that stress and how can I be not stressed or how can I create a better future for myself? Like that made sense to me. I liked that point, but everything else just kind of like freaked me out towards the end. I was starting to have like (laughs) a life crisis, like thinking in my head, like way far into my head, like, oh my God, is this real life? Are we really living right now? Am I making this up? Am I in? is this inception right now? So there were some points where I was starting to feel like what the hell is going on. And then other moments where I was just kind of like, I'm reading, but what's the point? Yeah. Where are we going? (laughs) Exactly. I I feel like definitely. And I think Emily, you kind of mentioned this with Elizabeth Gilbert, where it was like, now what? After she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. I think this happened to Mark. I think he wrote Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm. It was really successful. I think people were like, now what? And he decided to come up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, It's kind of like watching Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious after watching the first <laughs> Fast and Furious yeah. film. It's very... <laughs> Oh man, sorry, Mark. He had a rough go at it, man. Rip. <laughs> yeah, very C. I rated a C. <gasps> yeah, I yeah. also gave it a five. Uh, kind of for the same reasons it was there. Also, <clears throat> we read Fifty Shades of Grey last summer, so I feel like that kind of broke me. And everything is good compared to that now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, oh no. I felt like this is just an average book. The whole middle section was really interesting with all like the philosophy and the world history stuff, but it wasn't what I was expecting from this book mm-hmm. and leaving this book. I don't feel self-helped. Yeah. So I'm sort of just unsure what I was supposed to get from this. 
I think other books that I would recommend instead of this, if you want a memoir that actually has some substance to it and makes you kind of look at the world in a different light, I would recommend John Green's The Anthropocene Reviewed. Very good book. <laughs> he wrote that, I think, 2021. So it has a COVID twist to it. Wow. Yeah. If you want some self-help books that will actually help yourself, I would obviously recommend Atopic Habits because that's what I recommend all the time to everyone. That was a fantastic book. I would also recommend The End of Average by Todd Rose, which is basically, I kind of forget what it's about, but it's basically how to be successful in a world that values averageness and sameness and looking Mm, at it from like a psychological perspective. Interesting. Hey, future Brittany here. Matt Richards sent in his recording of his input on Everything is Fucked. He was on our first episode with us. Here's his rating. This book, Everything is Fucked, I'd probably give it like a 5 or a 6 out of 10, honestly. It doesn't really give me anything I was looking for. This genre of self-help books, I guess you can call them, with shocking titles meant to like, grab your attention because he says fuck in the title. It's not a genre I think that needs to stick around. I've said before I liked his first book, but that's because it was at a particular time in life where it was something I needed to hear. But with this one, it just felt like he was ranting and it was just like he was getting together a list of his blog posts and just putting them into a book together. And he was just going on and on about stuff and i remember putting this book down and just being like uh okay well that was a thing i guess so yeah i'm not too uh, uh uh torn up if this genre of self-help book sort of dies off in the ne- in the next couple years or so it 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 it's <laughs> it feels like they're all saying the same thing at this point so 5 or 6 out of 10 and that's being generous. This book just is okay. Yeah, the yeah. subtle art was way better. Like, it was. I think we enjoyed it more. It made sense. I think it had more of a purpose. It made sense why not a lot of people knew about this book. Because I remember I was telling people about it. And they're like, wait, he has another book? Mm-hmm. It makes oh, a little bit more no. sense. <laughs> why? Yeah. Probably wasn't that much big of a hit. Because, I mean... Well, the thing is, I'm actually looking at it on Goodreads now, and it's rated a 3.71 out of 5. So it's oh. <laughs> okay. it's mostly well-received. Most people rated a 4, and then a 5, and then a 3. So uh. maybe it just missed the boat with us. I don't know. But we're also, <laughs> this came out in 2019, right? And th- those ratings are probably from, like, 2019. Like, this is, we're, like, in pandemic right yeah, yeah. Like, that's true. 2019 feels like a decade ago feels like a different that's time true. we've already lost hope mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've already accepted it's not coming back we've accepted this already this is common knowledge <laughs> well thank y'all for coming on yeah. to this episode with us thank you guys. is there anything that Thanks y'all want to having plug? us plug plug time plug to your plugs <laughs> Malachi. Plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't, I haven't made an episode on my podcast in like a month or two. It's okay, you need some time. So, 
but yeah i mean if you want you can go and listen to um god what is it called now kiki with kai there you go yeah kiki with kai. name change yeah, kiki with yeah kai. that was the most recent episode was talking about the name change um nice. but yeah i just talk kind of i've decided to talk talk about shit on there mm-hmm. and talk shit as on there it gets kiki and yeah you know tis, tis yeah. a kiki Mm-hmm. Every time I think of that title, I just think, let's have a kiki. Like that song. You have a kiki. <laughs> Lock the door. What's the thing? I'm not going to do the dance. I'm okay. not going to do the glee dance. I just There's remember seeing it on, I think it was on Glee. It was on Glee. I okay. literally started oh. thinking of the dance that they do. That's hilarious. And that I think it had Sarah Jessica Parker in it. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It did. See, Weird now anytime things you like go this. video, if you go video, you have to do the dance now. Oh, no. Yeah, you gotta do yeah. that. Which is why I will never go video then. Well, <laughs> lame. Solution. Solution. Yeah, Feed no. the algorithm, okay? Join the dancing TikTok. Oh, God. The AI. Them, yeah. Like, them, yeah, no. The Serve your of... AI overlords. God. No. They're not worthy. Yeah. Right. Speaking of AI, you can find us on social media at uh, fiddle and pipe on instagram you can find myself mm-hmm. at bm ross music you can find Catherine at kathleen schlute do y'all want to plug your socials oh i don't go on i think i don't go on socials so on, no on, <laughs> moment, moment after we talked about social media i know as we just talked about it right 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 mm-hmm. so <laughs> kiki underscore underscore with underscore kai that's k-y-e that's for the podcast and then i guess i think my my normal one is just malachi.marshall1494. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Nice. I have to think of these things because I recently <laughs> changed them. Yeah. So I'm like, what did I change it to? Yeah. Gotta get, gotta you let can, them know. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like that format of algorithm, you can also find us on Facebook, which is the same thing, but different at Fiddle Pipe <laughs> Forum. Forum. <laughs> or if, if you want to go on the other platform, with oh my god AI. it's at fiddle and pipe on tiktok because we're freaking everywhere because there's so many freaking platforms we can't keep mm-hmm. up with it you know so mm-hmm. that's yeah. 2022 it's, y'all yeah well that's true who, yeah that's all it sounds like i don't know i don't know how y'all do this because mm-hmm. who has time <laughs> who has time to good keep question i don't know how this you is, do it this is a I was full-time talking about job this with my therapist beforehand so, this is a full-time job. Speaking of which, it if you is, like I what we do, you. please like, consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash fiddle and pipe. Uh, there you can actually pay us for this if you like what we do. And you get a bunch of extra content that I put up there. We do happy hour episodes. We'll do bonus books. Check it out. What else do we plug, Catherine? What do we do on this thing? Rate and review because that does help with the algorithm for podcast i guess so rate and review us on apple podcast or spotify um spotify you can just rate it's really super easy so we appreciate the button Um, in addition to rating and reviewing if you listen to us on spotify you will notice if you go to the show notes at the very bottom there is a question that you can answer the question is what did you think about this episode if y'all could give us some input on maybe what you want to see us do on the podcast what you liked or disliked about this episode and any episode moving forward that question will be in all episodes on spotify yeah do it do it do it do it do it and i guess that's it so i guess uh we will end here we'll take two weeks off and we'll come back in three weeks with the comfort book by matt is it haig 
or hag? Hag? I really hope it's hag. <laughs> we we should probably look this up before we read it and we do that find recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will find out and we'll let you know. And that episode will premiere on December something, something, something. This, oh, well, damn it. I don't have the calendar. Math is hard. Uh, it sure is. December 21st. No. Wait, yes. December okay. 21st. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I can't do math. It's okay. But we will see y'all then. So yeah, bye. thank you guys. Yeah. Bye. 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 bye.